It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. Have you ever ridden the California Zephyr? Yeah, the California Zephyr. It's a passenger train operated by Amtrak. It is one of the longest, not the longest, but one of the one of the longest uh, passenger train routes in the United States. Uh, the longest of Amtrak's uh, daily routes, uh, certainly. First in service, April of 1983. It runs from uh, Chicago to Emeryville, California. Total time, 51 and a half hours. If you rode the California Zephyr its entire length of 2,438 miles from Chicago, Illinois to Emeryville, California, uh, you'd be riding for 51 and a half hours. I, in 1997, rode the California Zephyr, and I haven't ridden it since. I've been looking for opportunity to do so, though, but time and circumstance and even money have uh, prevented me from doing so. There's a story I'm going to tell you in just a moment uh, where the California Zephyr got stuck just outside of Provo uh, for about 20 hours. I want to give you a little background first. Uh, The California Zephyr, like I said, it runs from Chicago to California. And in 1997, it was a little cheaper to ride the train than it was to travel via airplane. And I was living in New York at the time, my dad and I there together with the rest of our family. And in 1997, something happened in Salt Lake City. It was the last conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to originate from the tabernacle. The very last one. Uh, Also the, the sesquicentennial of the saints' arrival here in the valley. And uh, my dad and I, uh, we wanted to be here for that. So we got on the train in New York, and we took a train from New York to Chicago. And on in Chicago, we boarded the California Zephyr. Just the name sounds cool, the California Zephyr. I don't know what a Zephyr is, but it sounds cool. <laughs> it's probably a train word. <laughs> the California Zephyr. Uh, my dad and I boarded that train, and we uh, made our way westward. If you've ever ridden the California Zephyr, and you have stayed on board as it winds its way through Colorado, running alongside for a stretch the Colorado River, you will know, you will be aware of a stretch of the Colorado River that the engineer driving that train will yell back to everyone on the train and say, Hey, uh, if you... Uh, if you look to the left, you will see something we affectionately call Moon River. Now, why do they call it Moon River? It's the Colorado River. Well, they call it Moon River because there, turns out, is a, a certain practice undertaken by rafters on the river when passenger trains go by. I'll remind you, it's called Moon River. I'll let you put the rest of the dots together. Because the engineer 
also says, and if you look to the right as we pass this section of the Colorado River, you will be spared the offensive sight to the left. Well, <laughs> full disclosure, my dad and I looked to the left. <laughs> uh, and uh, we got quite the eyeful, and we continued our journey on the California Zephyr. It was a cool, fun, uh, uh, exciting adventure. I was young. I was on a train. I was rolling through the mountains. And just such an event, just such a journey was undertaken by a number of passengers, uh, about 39 of them, who were traveling en route to Emeryville, California. And just before 10 o'clock on Saturday, June 6th, the number five train, the California Zephyr Train 5, ran into some trouble, suffered some mechanical issues, and there it was stuck for 19 hours. 19 hours. Here's a, a brief description of the experience uh, of one passenger, Daniel Kona. Toilets were terrible. The power went out. Um, no one could use the restroom because they kept on telling us we were leaving. 15 minutes later, we were still there. 20 minutes later, we were still there. And then for like a, eight, like a seven, eight period, period, they didn't even talk to us at all. There are a number of reasons to think that that may have been a miserable experience. You heard uh, Mr. Kono there describe, uh, you know, the power's out, uh, you know, food and supplies, they're going to run out at some point. The electricity was out. I've heard um, some accounts of the restrooms got to be a little rank. That's tough. But I'll tell you what. I have uh, really felt the anxiety of the goings-on around the world the last few weeks. Uh, the coronavirus continues to hold us down. Uh, we're fighting back. Uh, but uh, that told COVID-19 she's putting up a good fight. We're going to win, uh, but it's a little fatiguing along the way. Also, my heart breaks as I see these images, uh, uh, the, the ones where uh, the protests go bad. Uh, I am very much a supporter of the First Amendment and all that, to, to speak and to peaceably assemble. Uh, but sometimes the behavior by all involved uh, sometimes gets a bit out of hand. Uh, it gets violent, and it, that breaks my heart. Uh, and it wears on me because... You know, I consider uh, the folks I see in these news stories to be, you know, kind of members of this same American family, and it's uh, not the greatest of commentaries on this American family as we see that type of behavior, and that wears on me, as I'm sure it must weigh on you. Anyway, I say that to defend my position, which is, if I were to be stuck in a beautiful mountain range, in a big, giant, majestic train for about 20 hours and to forcibly be removed from all of the headaches and goings-on of the real world for just 20 hours, just 20 hours. <laughs> you know, I may, I, may have, I may have even, if I could go back in time, knowing this was going to happen, I may pay the full fare just to take that ride. Why? Because it's an adventure. It's a different, it's, it's different. And it's a story uh, that I know Mr. Kono, as, as he described his experience, uh, it was very uh, troublesome and uncomfortable, and he wasn't a big fan of the lack of communication in that. But he will forever and ever and ever have that fun story to tell. He'll forever be able to tell his kids and grandkids and friends, uh, folks at church, whoever, about the time he got himself stuck for 20 hours in a busted-down train in the Rocky Mountains. That sounds like a fable. It sounds like something that you uh, would read in elementary school or the librarian would read to you as all the kids gather together on either beanbag chairs or little carpet samples for story time. 
Yeah, the time. Oh, the time. Old Daniel Kono got himself stuck. Stuck in the Rocky Mountains for 20 long hours. Yeah, he was traveling westward on the California Zephyr. Bound for the great land of California. It sounds cool. <laughs> I bet you the rest of the passengers uh, had similar experiences. I'm sure that there was discomfort, but I am sure, too, that they forever will have this exciting story. And I envy them for having it. I wish I had it myself. Thanks uh, for that. Thanks for enduring my little storytelling there. Uh, thanks for letting me take a walk down memory lane the last time I was able to board and ride the California Zephyr. Uh, 57500, I'd like to hear your California Zephyr stories if you've got them. Uh, though it is time for me to step aside and make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he, this afternoon on KSL News Radio, brings you Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. That's ahead. Don't go away.